Welcome to our show. The expansion packed, here we go. It's really fun and it's only begun. It's the expansion packed. What's up, folks? Welcome back to the expansion packed. My name's Heidi. And I once took a party bus from Hell's Kitchen to Medieval Times in New Jersey. I'm Bridget. I remember that. I was very jealous of that. There was uh, lights and <laughs> dancing and maybe a stripper pole. I'm Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> and we are two long-distance buddies attempting to keep connected. I'm going to try that again. <laughs> you have it's to keep that in. That's cute. No! <laughs> Stop it. You have to. We... And we are two long-distance buddies attempting to keep connected through... Uh, what is this? What am I saying? Why am I broken? Season two, baby! Season two! <laughs> and it hasn't gotten any better. It's not better at all. Season two. I am Corpse. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Corpse. Oh! That's so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was legit really good. Uh, hey, what's up? Oh my god, you're the female corpse. I love it. Um, and we are two long-distance buddies attempting to keep connected through TTRPGs, D&D, and all that fun stuff. We are currently watching Dimension 20, and we're on season two. Season two? Kind of. I mean, see, season two is... Uh, we're on season two. Yeah. We're on the Unsleeping City, Yeah, the, guys. the expansion pact is on season two. But Heidi, explain yeah. how this series yeah. works of Dimension okay. 20. So if you weren't with us in the first season, that's fine. Hi, welcome. It's a, it's a great uh, season. We, we should, missed you. Yeah. <laughs> if you're coming back, Justin, hi. Happy to see you again. Hey, or, Justin. <laughs> you know. You know what I mean? Um, but the way that Dimension 20 works, Dimension 20 is an anthology. So it doesn't go normal seasons, you know, one, two, three, four. First season is Fantasy High takes place in the world of Spire with our John Hughes style D&D game. It's fantasy and high schoolers and full of fun, slightly modern uh, hints while still having that fantasy feel. The next uh, series that they put out was a side quest, um, which was called Escape the Blood Keep. I couldn't remember for a second. Which was called Escape the Blood Keep, uh, which is a fantastic side quest, and hopefully we get to it. But I really wanted to get Bridget to the Unsleeping City because both of us met while living in New York. She still currently lives in New York, so I think it'll be a fun, a fun little thing for us to share. So we're in, we're going straight to Unsleeping City, which was the third series sort of that they came out with but the second main quest for them so second season kind of works whatever we're doing the unsleeping city baby here we are I, what she said <laughs> everything <laughs> and the i first agree <laughs> and the first episode is called start spreading the news oh i'm leaving today <laughs> so i gotta do a recap are you ready yeah it's time for that recap. I'm on the Bridget. fly, baby. I'm like a fly Ooh. to trash. <laughs> no notes? You're just doing it fresh? No notes. Doing it fresh. I am the fresh prince of uh, Washington Heights. Yeah, I was going to say. It's, you know, it's fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, this one will be bit. this one will be pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. Already. I'll, ca- I'll count you in. Okay. okay? I just want to say this is sponsored oh. by... Um, that place that we used to always get soup dumplings from. 
Oh, yeah. We're not going to say the name. I don't know. I don't know the name yeah, of it. Yeah, I don't remember the name either. I, gen- I, uh, I genuinely don't know the name of it. It was, I mean, if we're thinking of the same place. Was it Was it the, the place When we Hell's would go Kitchen? to Chinatown? Oh, the one in Chinatown. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Next to the shaved ice one. There's, there's the one in Hell's Kitchen, which is adequate. If the, you're in Hell's Kitchen Fu, and you're working uh, little Kung bun Fu ramen. Middle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, who, ramen soup, actually not so good there, but the ramen stir fry is good. And there's um, uh, pan fried pork buns. Ooh, that, that shit was tasty. Um, but the other place is a place in Chinatown, which, just imagine, guys, uh, it's the 90s in a Chinese food place. Just uh, all of the lights are pink. Yes, we know what the <laughs> 90s were like. What year were we born? I was born in 1992, babe. I know, but we don't remember the 90s. We were children. I do remember the 90s. I don't remember the 90s. Yes, yeah, speak for yourself. Um, I was eight at the, at the start of the millennia. Um, <laughs> I was... But it's, it's 90s in aesthetic. Six. It basically hasn't been upgraded probably since the 80s or early 90s, uh, this Chinese food place. It's cash only. All the waiters are rude to you and they deserve, you know, we deserve it because we their food's deserve. so good. They can treat us like shit and I don't care because their food's really yummy. Yes. Um, anyway, those are, yeah, soup dumplings. Amazing. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. And the place on 8th is legitimately i'm not just throwing out words it's literally called kung fu no, yeah. little st- little steamed pork bun ramen it's little steamed bun ra- i, I know even... it starts with it's kung fu all of those words yeah I it is it, it is not just a it's not a rude thing no like, it's literally called that like, it's on all of those avenue. words are in the name yes. yeah i it's just can't avenue and remember like... the the uh sequence of words no I don't either. But yeah, yeah, it's fun. They have a very cool mural on there of like some uh, Japanese, uh, some like Japanese style um, warriors that look very, very cool. It's very neat. Very I well never done. noticed it. I was too focused on food, but that says a lot about. Um, me. After the remodeling, no. you were gone already. They did a huge remodel, there, yeah. and it looks really pretty well, in there. It's me. very open. <laughs> oh, interesting. It was quite enclosed before, so that's cool. It's all open. Open area, baby. Anyway, hit that recap button. Alrighty, uh, three, two, one. Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to the Recap Corner Season 2. Let's go. We're hitting it fast and loose because we are in where? New York City, baby. Let's go. We meet all the characters. One's in Greenpoint, one's in Staten Island, one's in Cobble Hill, one's in Harlem. We go to the subway tunnels, we go to Central Park, we go to Broadway, we go to the Public Library, and we go to Times Square. It's fun. We meet everybody. Uh, Pete's having a hard time uh, and is uh, just getting told about things. Sophia is also just getting told about things. Ricky is a firefighter and Mr. March. Um, everybody is just kind of meeting each other. Uh, Kingston Brown works at the clinic. Uh, 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 what is his name? Uh, Kugrash uh, is a mm-hmm. rat. It's fine. Uh, but they all meet up because Santa might be dead. Also, uh, there's uh, Broadway. Her name is Misty and she's great. And um, yeah, basically there's some infernal things going on again, like uh, season one and uh, some fuckery is going on on in Times square nice yeah yeah exactly yeah that was beautiful oh, i forgot about SantaCon. i forgot to say about SantaCon. 
You mentioned Santa, though, so so that makes it. I mean, we're going to talk about all of it, too, so if we ever miss anything in a recap, it's just... It's just It's because. just a fun thing to start the episode. It's just because <laughs> my memory has failed. It's just a fun way to make Bridget freak out right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, how many uhs can I put in a sentence? The answer mm. is at least 20. It's a true test. Don't drink every time Bridget says an uh. Oh my god, you'll get alcohol poisoning. Guys, take care of yourself. Hydrate. Oh my god, I try. I try to edit them out as much as I can in the episodes uh, when they when I'm able and when they don't ruin everything. But in a recap, I can't quite. Yeah, do that, I was so. gonna say, uh, listening be back careful. to this, uh, you're not gonna be able to. <laughs> no, 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 no way. Yeah. So do you do you want to? How do we want to start this new season? It's a fresh fresh new take. Fresh bunch bunch of buddies. Uh, it's a fun time. I just want to say, this mm-hmm. this set, this model set, is beautiful. It's a very yeah. pretty. I love mm-hmm. industrial. I love just how New York it feels. It feels like a literal miniature model of New York, and it's it's very yeah. fun. Um, yeah. It's also interesting going in here, um, and seeing, some of the things like Brennan's style and like the writers who help write Dimension 20 you can start seeing it's some Brennan it is Brennan okay I wasn't sure I think if it's were... just Brennan I... I don't think anyone else I mean other than the cast like in a session zero like okay because I know that they do se- session zeros where they create the characters together but in terms of like who's creating the story I be- I believe it's just Brennan okay then you're definitely starting to see um repeats and like um like you're really starting yeah you're starting to get a feel of brennan's writing style and it's very cool like seeing some of the patterns that you can see from like fantasy high happening um Mm -hmm. for example (laughs) Mm -hmm. um just wait i now i forget who i was gonna say (laughs) no it's for later i'll bring it in later okay i'll bring it in well i i just want to say that the first so starting off the episode, before they even, like, they all are so comfortable now with one another. Yeah. And that's awesome. It's so cool. And they were at, they were throughout the first season, too. But you can just, the Unassuming City just feels like everybody's in the perfect zone for it. Yeah. Like, everybody's on the same level in a way that's heightened from Fantasy High, not, uh, in no way shitting on fantasy high because i love fantasy high but it's like it's a start because of that they're able to to move to this next level like each season just gets better and better and it's amazing to see and then the unsleeping city is brennan's love letter to new york it's it's already pretty dang great dude it's already pretty dang great for the first episode yeah, and it and you can just tell and the like the opening sequence every time I watch that opening sequence where he just he's describing the city and it's the smells and the sounds and the people and the feeling. Yeah, you can feel the cold and you can feel like you can smell the the like sweet nuts like and you can smell the laundry and like all that the stuff hot nuts. and it's so beautiful, hot nuts and like. Every, it just makes me tear up like every time I watch it because it brings me back oh, to New York have to in such a beautiful way. When everything I will. is safe again. When everything's safe again. I will. I'll cry. And I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, when we can like hug again. I'll cry oh my God. seeing you. <laughs> I will too, dude. I will too. I, and, you know, 
I've been, I've thought about going back to New York ever since I left New York. Like, I, and I think I've said it before on the podcast, and I'll say it again. I'll say it again till I die. A piece of me will always be in New York, and I can feel that from Brennan, too. So, damn it. <laughs> uh, you just to cry. <laughs> this is I cry all the time. of season two. You're not allowed to cry yet. And it's my favorite. I just, I, lo- I love the Unsleeping City. And I'm very grateful. <laughs> I'm very grateful to Brennan for it. Because leaving was really hard. And being there was really hard. <laughs> yeah. And you're kind of in like, a quantum state of just I fucking Yeah, hate like this everything place, about but I love And I it. love it and and the, the all of the emotions that surround my time in New York for me are so like emotions are so heightened in every way, good and bad. Like it's all it's all up there. And when I left, I just kind of didn't think about it. And I watched uh I, probably like almost a year ago. It's about a year ago that I watched uh, *The Unsleeping City*, um, and it felt like a a way to allow me to love New York again, and just love it. Aww. And I'm very grateful for that. Aww, so, buddy. I won't be. <laughs> so that'll be my little thing. But like, yeah, I'm very, I'm very grateful. I'm now, very grateful. Now I'm gonna have to cry on podcast as well. No, I'm gonna have to do it. No. It's gonna come. It's gonna come sooner than later. <laughs> Stay tuned. It'll we'll have to. to see. But, but yeah, it's beautiful the way he sets it up. Yeah. And we jump right in. It's. Uh, can I just say also, it's yeah. um, it's very cool because, uh, you know, we're at the end when we're recording this. We're at the end of November, um. Mm-hmm. So to hear like the cold and everything, and especially like made it very cool for me because it's like it's getting that cold and like yeah the snow is gonna start coming in soon and fucking santa con would have been happening soon and now uh, we would have been boarding up our windows <laughs> oh man so santa con story for me i never did santa con i lived in new york for five years i never did santa con we were working because um, i'm because I'm not a clone of Santa. Um, <laughs> and we were working. And one time I was working, uh, when I was in college, I, my job that I had, like, on the side or whatever, was uh, at Crumb's Bakery. R.I.P. Doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, there was a, it was like, it was during that time. It was like 2014 and uh, 2014, 2015. It was during that time where like cupcakes were really trendy. And so like Sprinkles cupcakes and Crumb's cupcakes were like really big and booming and there were just crumbs bakeries popping up everywhere in new york oh wow and it was just absolute chaos and then it totally tanked yeah like it totally tanked it was a cupcake and, like, went bubble. to hell it was like the housing bubble yeah because <laughs> for cupcakes yeah, it was a it was a cupcake bubble because even like because <laughs> yeah exactly because <laughs> crumbs even started selling like in grocery stores like uh do your D- diy like the mixes for their cupcakes like they even started like selling them in grocery stores so it it like boomed um but anyway so i was working it at crumbs during santa con and i was working at the crumbs in chelsea uh so there were definitely santa con folk people out and about and luckily not too many of them were coming in for cupcakes but there was this one couple who came in this adorable gay couple who were in tiny little santa shorts um and 
just such a hot mess. <laughs> they didn't do anything bad. They were very nice. Um, but it was just such a fucking mess. Yeah. And that is just SantaCon at its prime right there. The, uh, the bar I go to um, is on 46th Street. Um, so I would go there mm-hmm. after work a lot. And uh, they are one of the bars that, like, especially has a sign that is like, you have a Santa hat on, you try to come in this building, you are turned away. Oh my god. During that so day, like, no. Because they, they've been in the city for 20 years now, and they're like, we're not dealing with this. We don't deal I'm with sure it. I'm sure there's a lot. I'm sure there's a lot of them like that. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh yeah, more and more businesses are starting to turn them away, because it's just bad for business. Like, they're just... Yeah. So what it is... It's very... How do you explain yeah. SantaCon? Yeah. SantaCon starts at like 10 or 11 in the morning. And just everybody sure. shows up to the city in Santa gear, and they all just get trashed. They all just go yeah. on a pub crawl, and they get drunk the entire day. Yeah. And that's it. And it's exactly... Yeah, and then they, they, just go get, home. they just get fucking wasted. And then they go, and I they guess, go home if they don't, like, like four in the morning. pass out on the streets. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what they say in the episode, too, that it's, like, Long Islanders and, like, it's all that stuff. People who don't live out in the towners. city coming into the city, too. It's out-of-towners. Uh, coming in to fuck shit up and it's it's they clog up the subway it's, it's like fucking the annoying purge, but like if the purge was santa themed <laughs> it's the it's one like night the of purge. crime it's like the purge but if it was santa you can get exactly. away with yeah. so much when you're wearing a santa it was santa outfit that day yeah what a what a wild uh it's probably the first time there's not been a, a santa con like in a very Thank long god time. for that i mean Maybe. Who knows if people will actually oh, still go out and do it, well, but probably not. So here's the thing, is there's not actually... Because I think it's through a company. I don't think there's actually a set oh. date. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Like, usually I'd see it on December... Around December 10th. It's usually, like, the second mm-hmm. week of December. Um, yeah. But there normally isn't, like, a set date. So maybe on that weekend, maybe we'll see a little yeah. uptick. But also, I have a feeling... Uh, the state of New York is not going to be very happy with no. anybody trying to come in and be like, no, people no, aren't going to put up with here. it. Yeah, you wearing exactly. you wearing a Santa mask? Uh, all right, get trash, but like keep <laughs> that today. mask on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but how dare you bring in SantaCon into this? Like immediately, I was thrown. I was punched in the face with something so New York. Awesome. It's like what? Yeah, because is Fleet Week gonna be next. Is Fleet Week gonna be included in this? Is Fleet Week gonna be included in this? Heidi, Jesus Christ. When, when is Fleet Week? I can't remember. Is it in summer? I think. I think there's two different Fleet for Weeks. for those. That's true. Yeah, I think there's multiple. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Fleet Week is when. What is it? Na- Navy yeah. officers. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's Fleet Week when all is the when boats come to harbor. When all the boats come to harbor, and then, so instead of uh, SantaCon where there's just fucking bros running around in Santa outfits, um, it's when you just see a bunch of naval officers walking around in their naval uniforms in huge groups. All these sailors who have been trapped on ships. (laughs) Trying to come out and, you know. They try to fuck. Yeah, they're trying to fuck. Um, They're getting drunk, they're having fun. Have you ever seen the movie On the Town with Frank Sinatra and Gene Kelly? That's what the, uh, the musical 
on the town. No. That's what the entire thing's about, is Flea Week. Oh. <laughs> it's a Flea Week. I didn't know that. Yes, they're sailors. And then every Broadway show that has any improv part in it makes a joke about it. Yes. Um. <laughs> or New Jersey. Yeah. That's always the, yeah. the formula, is you make fun of New Jersey, yes. and you, you say something that's very strictly New York, and everybody laughs for yeah, a second. Yeah, it's going on right now, very timely. SantaCon, Fleet <laughs> Week. Oh, look at all those seamen, or whatever. Um, <laughs> but the way that we find, you know, you know, seamen, that, yeah, you know. Um, the way that we find out that it's SantaCon is because of Pete the Plug, because Pete the Plug is the first character that we meet. It is Allie's character playing uh, a wild magic sorcerer named Pete the Plug, who is a trans male, um, and he is not doing well. The the description of Pete being a younger Hunter S. Thompson threw me into a different dimension. I was immediately like, oh, this is how this season is going to go. And the amazing thing about that to me is Allie immediately knew. They were just like, it's a younger Hunter S. Thompson. Like, that was This is backcountry. So specific. Uh, Pete wears, like, a open shirt. With the, with the yellow aviators, because seasonal depression's oh, yeah. kicking in. They're having a hard time with the lack of vitamin D and the sun. Yes, a cowboy hat. Um, I can't think of... Not a lot of cowboy hats in New York, so it is a choice. Uh, the naked cowboy. I, other than the naked cowboy, but, like, not as a casual dress no, option. not at all. No. Not in New York. Um, but they're, you no, know, but they're at the doctor, at Dr. Lugosh Pramitsky. I, <laughs> I knew you would love him. Love the mob doctor. <laughs> he is so sweet. He's I such a sweetie. I love the mob doc. He's a mob doc. I love the doc. way... He's like, there's not too many options of how I can, what is it, how he's, how does he say it, of uh, when I can be an LGBT, an LGBT uh, ally. The way he says that is so fucking funny to me. <laughs> I don't know why. It's, it's just a good time. His name is Dr. Lugash. Um, I can't Dr. remember. Lugash Permitsky. Permitsky. Yes. And he's shaped like a rectangle yeah, of a man. Yeah, just uh, like, you know those, uh, you know those, uh, um that show where it's like you have to fit into the hole in the wall you have to make the certain uh uh thing uh it's like if someone were to put out their arms in like a t pose but put their arms down kind of like a scarecrow that's that's dr lugash's just figure yes it's just and it's just whole body Um, rather than like arms being pointed out it's just body just body yeah and, and dr lugash um they uh, he did a surgery for Pete, uh, a top surgery for yeah. Pete. Yeah, just checking checking up on how Pete's healing up and all that stuff. Also, a wonderful concerned, uh, you know, medical professional because, like I said, Pete's not doing well, not really eating well. We eating like immediately say trans rights <laughs> in this episode, right off the bat. Obviously, immediately Obviously. say trans rights. Which... Yes, and I mean. It's not wonderful that Pete is suffering in a way, no. but it is wonderful that Pete's suffering isn't connected to their gender identity. No, it's Pete, just human suffering. It's just human suffering. <laughs> yes. Just the normal human we shit. We love human Pete's, suffering. <laughs> we love human suffering. Pete's a bit of a drug addict. Pete's working through a breakup. 
Pete's going through a breakup uh, with someone he very much loved. Pete's um, uh, and it's a rough time. One drug away from getting evicted. <laughs> Pete is on a basically like a uh, a floss line from being. He's almost evicted. Like almost. So he's at the before we get there. Yeah, he like basically is. Uh, so he's at the doctor's talking to Doctor Lugash. Uh, Doctor Lugash is pretty concerned about him. Uh, Pete continues to be taking some mushrooms in the presence of this doctor. She's taking some <laughs> Disregarding any of his concerns. <laughs> taking some shrooms. Um, and we get a few moments throughout Pete's sort of, uh, moment on his own, independent moment. We're seeing Pete hallucinating? Yeah, maybe? What? I don't understand. There's a lot in this uh, sequence that regards Pete that I just don't understand because there was a lot going on. <laughs> I don't know so, what's from the drugs yeah. and what's not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I want to tell you because um, I think things need to just continue. But the way that it's presented, Pete Pete takes a few mushrooms. Dr. Lugash leaves the room for a moment. And then Brennan starts describing some fucking crazy shit a drop from the ceiling is going to the ceiling so it's going the wrong way up to the ceiling there's a poster that's speaking to pete uh it's pretty chaotic um but at the at the doctor's office when dr lugash comes back uh, with some more advice from pete trying to help him out i'm gonna um, say he does remind yeah the the drop was real okay because I mean, I'm not, I'm, I don't know, like, specific, I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't know specifically, piece by piece, <laughs> which of these right fucking crazy, I don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, that's true all the time. Um, no, 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 but, I, I, like, I don't know specifically, like, this piece, this piece, this piece are, are, like, drug, and this one is not, and it's another thing. There's a few things that happened that it's like oh for sure i know what's going on i think it's intentionally meant to kind of be a little bit just like what the fuck um but i think more will, i think don't pinpoint those too much i don't think you can i don't think we can necessarily know that yet i don't know how i don't know how beneficial that'll be to Heidi, you uh, i am theory the conspiracy wise. theorist i am going to i know you are everything Remember Palimpsest, where I tried to decode ostentatious message. I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm trying, trying to, to help use you. A cipher. So do, do, do what you will with uh, any, uh, you know, anything I say ever. But um, what does it all mean? That, yeah, exactly. That's what I'll say about that. Um, but uh, Doctor Lugash. Uh, reminds Pete that today's SantaCon. So, yeah. uh, you know, SantaCon is big for drinkers, but also you could assume there's probably some, there's some drug indulgence then as well. And Pete is the plug. So, you know, he's got, he's going to hook everybody up. So um, Pete's got to go home to get ready uh, yeah. for for the adventure that will await on SantaCon. Yeah. Um, and when he does, he finds that his landlord from his tiny little his little um, landladies is throwing his boxes out just full on yeah. like bye bye fully throwing him out uh, of his place um and unfortunately at the same time his uh, estranged father is there that's a lot to unload like yeah just had top surgery like hasn't seen is recovering hasn't so seen his dad fully recovering from a major surgery 
also is a drug addict yeah. and is on drugs. Yeah, just took currently some drugs. on hallucinogenics, yes. um, <laughs> is, as well as all the other drugs that they're on. Is trying to convince um, his landlady he's not a drug dealer while yep. on drugs. <laughs> and then his dad, who he hasn't seen in six years, I think was what yeah. they said, um, just shows up out of the blue and pops up, starts yeah. trying to move him back home. Yeah, pack up, pack up all, all Pete's stuff, yeah. and right. And this is one of my favorite things. Right as uh, Mitch is his name, but Pete's dad uh, attempts to <laughs> fucking Mitch. Right as Mitch gets angry and is attempting, he's about to dead name Pete. And if you don't know what dead name is, a dead name is for trans people, but almost anyone. I, w- I could assume this to be true for a lot of people as well, but specifically uh, trans folks is where I've heard this term applied to most. Uh, the name that they were originally born with or given originally that they that doesn't work for them anymore it isn't their name it's not the name they're choosing um so whatever uh, name pete was born with um mitch attempts to call uh, him that and instead bubbles bubbles just come out of mitch's mouth bubbles and bubbles and bubbles enter bubbles uh it's like aunt marge and harry (laughs) potter except uh instead of the the bubbles are external rather than internal. Yeah. Doesn't blow up like a balloon. And Instead, there's just bubbles carrying him away. <laughs> He's getting bubbled and, uh, the fuck he, out. Yeah. And he floats off. Yeah. He floats away. Um, and the thing I love about that is that we never learn. I love the way Brennan did it. That, that Brennan didn't say, didn't act out the moment and say the dead name yeah. we never learn pete's dead name and i fucking love good that. we don't need to know we don't need to know yeah. we don't need to know pete's dead name yeah because it's pete's dead name yeah it's not <laughs> pete's name we know i Pete. fucking that's love all that, that matters that's all that matters i just love that i think it's a, a small thing and i think it's uh i think it's a lovely choice oh yeah dude. um but yeah so um then we get some crazy uh, shit then Pete really starts hallucinating. Shit goes wild. There's a lot going we, on. I Pete Pete falls into like a puddle, seems to be transported to like a nighttime New York City. Um which where is there's so a pizza confusing. rat. Yeah, there's a pizza and a unicorn. Rat. There's a lot going on. <laughs> and a lady in the moon who's like very beautiful. This is like the uh the sequence when they take absinthe uh in moulin rouge with the green fairy and yeah they're all losing their minds it's like that yes. but like even yeah like worse it's like a mgmt uh music video yes and a lot of the characters a lot of the creatures you know hallucinations or whatever what have you in this other world in this like nighttime new york kind of place that is described to pete know pete yeah or they were like pete. hey you're back mm-hmm. it's like you're we're back at... have we met <laughs> yeah do i know yeah. you it's... <laughs> yeah uh it's pretty it's pretty wild <laughs> yeah, dude. um and pete uh and this is the moment when pete's med bracelet uh lights up and yeah. the and there's a fit yeah and there's a face of a child of a being with dark hair and gray skin and black eyes that's crying and 
they're apologizing to Pete and and things like that. Uh, There's also they... no go for it. Yeah, they they're asking Pete um, if they'll accept something. And Pete's med bracelet lights up, and there's a happy face on it, and Pete accepts. Yeah, and then suddenly, and this this <laughs> this threw me off. Uh, the deep dark mm-hmm. voice starting to sing Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Just immediately, mm. there's this deep, a voice. There's yeah. yeah, there's this voice that starts going, start spreading the news. <laughs> Very different voice from the voice. That was talking to people before. That seemed to have come from the child. Yes, which is... Yeah. You know, as we've learned... Do you remember in The Avengers when they did Age of Ultron? um, Because Disney had just recently acquired the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Marvel itself. (laughs) They had Ultron sing very slowly a song from Pinocchio. I don't remember. Yeah, he does I've Got No Strings On Me. Oh, as he's oh. limping towards everybody. Anything sung very slowly that is supposed to be, like, very commercial, like, whether it be a kid song or, like, Frank Sinatra, just anything mm-hmm. slowed down like that and kind of played in, like, a minor key yeah. is immediately horrifying. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's unsettling. So there's things about this hallucination or whatever Pete's going through in this moment, this sort of, I would, I would say, and I don't think it's a spoiler confidently that it's Pete's entrance to magic Yes. Um, in, uh, you know, the unsleeping city. Um, oh, absolutely. That is, shit's coming back. Is, <laughs> that shit's going to return. Sure. Is plagued with these positive unicorns and things that are inviting him and recognize him and see him and things like that and something else that's dark and scary yeah. and singing. Creepy. What, um, what class is Pete? Pete's a rogue? Pete, Pete is a wild magic sorcerer. So none of that's a spoiler either because when it comes up with their yes. character card, it says it on there. It's pretty quick though. Uh, Pete actually, wild magic sorcerer, uh, inspired my wild surge barbarian. Um, because there is a UA, there's an alternate um, subclass that you can do for Barbarian that's out. It's still, like, in beta testing. It's still not, like, officially oh, out in any, like, sort of books or anything. I mean, testing. but it's available. <laughs> that's not what I mean. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. It's, um, it's not. No, it's. No, that's not what I mean. Like, I'm not trying to be pompous. It's available online. <laughs> Anyone who goes on D&D Beyond can find it. You that's not what my intention is. You could never be pompous. Are you kidding me? You could never. <laughs> Legitimately, you would immediately apologize if you felt smug in any way. <laughs> you would immediately be like, <laughs> right. I'm so sorry. And it, it is available for... I, I only say that as that it's still going through playtesting, so it's not official. Yeah. And it can be... Uh, it's not quite, it's not like weighted perfectly or anything like that. It's still, it's still being designed. Sick. Um, but it is currently what I'm using for my barbarian and was inspired by Pete because wild magic surges are sick and you haven't quite really seen them yet, oh, but you will I'm excited. as things go on. So it's exactly what you see in this moment though with Pete where Pete's magic is, is wild. It is all over the place and yeah. there's moments where it just can't be contained. Well, and that's he exactly has no what idea seeing. what the heck's going on. He didn't know he was and a wizard. And on top of that... He's a sorcerer. Yeah. He's not a wizard. Is there a difference? <laughs> there is. So, a wizard, uh, in terms of D&D, 
Yes. So a wizard, who we do see a wizard. We see multiple wizards in this episode. Uh, Esther uh, is a wizard, and then Alejandro is a wizard, um, because they're with the Gramercy Occult Society, and we meet them later yeah, on in the episode. Yeah, we'll talk but about that later. Wizards are, like, book-learned. Like, the way that they uh, are taking in magic is by studying magic. So they are, like, uh, you know, scholarly and, like, usually are... Um, students of magic and, like, learning magic and having to, like, keep a book full of spells and write down spells. Sorcerers are born with innate magic. So Pete was born with magic inside of him. He doesn't have to study it to know it. He just knows it. Cool, 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 Um, cool. And in terms of, like, in terms of, like, uh, mechanics, uh, wizards use intelligence as their spellcasting, like, for spellcasting things. So their intelligence is what, like, you know... Uh, supports their magic and for sorcerers it's charisma i a fun little sidetrack with this episode's already full of sidetracks but fun little sidetrack is that on tiktok i've been seeing a lot of people saying that sorcerers shouldn't be charisma uh spellcasters they should be um constitution spellcasters and i cannot agree with that more i think that makes charisma being a sorcerer's spellcasting ability modifier actually doesn't really make any sense because if a sorcerer is born with their magic then it's something in their body like it's yeah. something they're born with you aren't born with you i mean people do have innate charisma hey, I'm but like born with charisma yeah you are little finger guns um but it would make so much more sense if their constitution yeah. was their ability modifier and i fully agree with that, that i think it's sense. a very cool idea anyway i yeah. agree with this anyway. as well knowing nothing of what we're talking about Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Pete's having a rough time. And then the way that Pete's little segment ends for the for the moment um, is that uh, Pete wakes up in a uh, alleyway, which there aren't a ton of in New York, but he wakes up in an alley of some sort and um, and is attacked by a Santa Con goer whose face is melting and, and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, sometimes you're just... Uh... You're on some bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> and shit goes off. And your face starts melting and you try to eat another man's face. Uh, thanks, no. Florida. Thanks, Florida man. <laughs> so scary. Anyway, we and go next... to Staten Island now. Yeah, everyone's favorite, right? Everyone's favorite. I never went. I, I almost went to school on Staten Island. Uh, I didn't. Uh, thank God. Um... <laughs> Don't, we're going to start a fight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm from I'm just, Jersey. I'm, just... I'm allowed to start a fight. That's true. No. I'm allowed to um, start a fight with anybody from Long Island or Staten Island. Any of the islands. You are. You are. You are. Because we're all Island lumped in together, Island so Island. I'm allowed to fight. Uh, but we, we joined Sophia Bis- Bicicletta or Sophia Lee. Oh, my God. Or Sophia Bicicletta. Wait, is it? What do you? Is it? Does her last name start with a V or a B? It's a B. So, so it's Sophie Bikes. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's fucking bicycle. <laughs> yeah, it's Sophie Bikes. Sophie Bikes. Yeah. Oh, I thought she said Sophie Bites. I was like, is she going to bite somebody? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, does she get angry? She's a fighter, but she's she fights with her fists. I was going to um, say, the real housewives of Staten Island. Hey, I mean, not anymore. Yeah, you know, no, not anymore. She's a she's because a divorced Italian American Staten Island woman who drinks. 
She's not quite divorced yet, she's but she's separated be. from her husband. Yeah, she's going through. She's going through it. She. We're going from one addict to another because she's kind of a. It seems to be an alcoholic. She's going through a tough she's time. She's going through a tough time. You leave her alone. She's going through a tough time. I would never. She's a hairstylist, um, and she works at the first class luxury beauty salon. Yes, which I love. It. Honestly, guys, that is that is very accurate for it's any like how naming said the, in new york it's like what we said with the uh the kung ramen fu. place <laughs> yeah kung, kung fu, fu. pork everything has 10 names i i gotta look it up now hold on it's you gonna bother look, me fine. it's gonna bother I'll me talk if about, i don't look it up now kung look fu. it up i'll talk about sophia um so we we visit her she's on staten island uh, recently separated from her husband. She was Sophia Lee. She's now back to her maiden name, <laughs> Sophia Bicicleta. Are you ready for this? Oh, no. What is it? Real Kung Fu Little Steam Buns Ramen. Real? I knew I knew real, real I was in there somewhere. Was in- <laughs> I was like, but where is it? It's Real oh, Kung Fu Little the- Steam Buns Ramen. Amazing. It's a good place. It's It's not the best soup dumplings you'll have, but... A lot of people Good just call ramen. it kung fu. Yeah, I think we just call it kung fu. Yeah. Um, They're good. Yeah. They're decent. Good place, though. Yeah. If you're in Times Square, um, that's, that's a good place to go. Yeah. Not far off. Um, she, uh, yeah, so she was married to Dale Lee, who was an outsider from Staten Island. He wasn't a Staten Islander, but he was um, very mild-mannered. She loved him a lot, and they are separated because... There seems to be some tie-in with him and Isabella Infierno, uh, a woman who she describes as a succubus. Um, oh my god, what if she is she's an not actual quite succubus? Slut-shaming. Is she an actual succubus? I'm just saying what she said. She said that she didn't want to call her a whore. I'm writing this down she as would a call her a succubus. <laughs> Feel free. Um, she, it's it what she said, man. Isabella um, is an she's, actual suck. You close nice um but yeah so her her husband seems to have been stolen away by this woman isabella um oh her brother comes in hey fair mm-hmm. warning um so it sounds yeah. like my radiator's kicking on um oh, i have I hear found it. out very recently this shit gets very loud um, oh shit <laughs> so uh okay just i give me a second i'll turn it off okay i'm it, gonna close it because it, yeah. it's gonna get Do it. really loud Got it. New York, you can't control your own heating, guys. Uh, it's it's in the building. There would be times uh, where it would be like 50 degrees outside. So in terms of like New York, that's and probably depending on where you live, it's not that cold. Um, and the building would start turning on the heat. And I, I lived in a very small room for uh, two years um, with a friend uh, in a two bedroom apartment, which should have been just a one bedroom apartment. My room was the size of a closet. Uh, very similar to Pete's. And once they turned on that heater, I died. <laughs> it was so hot. Um, so that's a fun thing about New York. Yeah, dude. Like, Hello. There's literally last night, I couldn't hear the delivery guy ringing our doorbell repeatedly. So he had to call me. And I'm, I'm closest I to the door. I literally I could that. not hear totally... it. It was like the loudest. I can't hear it now. So the loudest radiator. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> also, good it's to toasty know. in good here. I'm know. like, it doesn't need to be any hotter in here. I'm good. I was, 
I was just saying to the, the you know, to the audience, uh, my own experience with that, that, like, as soon as it gets slightly cold, the building turns on the, the heat, and then you sometimes can't control it. Yes, and so if you're in a, depending on how big your room is, very, very hot. Yes. Uh, that was my experience. Uh, um, the first apartment I had in the city had uh, central air, and uh, so it was just mm-hmm. like, hey, good luck. Um, yeah. We're going to turn this to, like, it's going to be 80 degrees in your room. And yeah. I was like, cool. Try I had sleeping. to leave Have the windows fun. open. Yeah. I've done that too. Yeah. That was exactly my experience too. too. Um, Where were we? Well, that's how it goes. Sophia. But we are Sophia. Um, so she's at her hair salon. She's poorly cutting someone's bangs. She's ruining these ladies' bangs. <laughs> but it's a, hey, she's having, a, she's having a hard time. She's... And like, she's kind of being nice about it. She's like, you know. Yeah. Very nice about it. Yeah. It's just... You know, it happens sometimes. Her brother, yeah, her brother comes in, Mario. Oh, my God. Uh, Mario, he makes alligator skin clothing. His clothing yeah, he's line got poor, failed. Failed, because he has poor fashion uh, choices. It seems like when uh, Sophie was married there was a bit of estrangement from her family because they didn't quite approve of dale he's an outsider so they didn't quite like that outsider but now they're trying to bring her back in he he asks uh that he says that her mom would like her to come for dinner on sunday so uh that's kind of what happens with her at the salon um she eventually finishes up her shift and she leaves she goes into the city for some more drinking uh but to get away from staten island away from the memories yeah because it's christmas time so like you can already tell immediately last christmas i gave you my heart is playing like softly in the background as she's like thinking about everything so she's like i'm gonna go get wasted yeah gonna avoid buying more gifts for dale in hopes that he'll return to her it's the saddest thing it's so sad so she's gonna go um, to the bar and she wants to read an e-reader just let her read the but she doesn't have her own she so just she just asks if they, ha- if they just have one behind the bar which is a fantastic uh ask it's amazing the bartender's great um she gets into a little bit of a, a spat with um some bros nearby when they say she asks for the an e-reader to read a book retort. and and he says something along the lines of like you you looking for something to read or something and emily looks confused like what kind of pickup line is How this going to be how could this be? be a pickup line <laughs> yeah 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 and uh and he responds read my dick and she she says off the fly. i don't read short stories <laughs> i don't read short stories Emily! I don't read short stories. Oh, it's an amazing moment. It's so beautiful. Uh, Emily, and off the cuff the doing that? Like... Off the, off the fucking cuff. It's so quick and beautiful. It's so good. Off everything? Ugh. Amazing. And my... One of my notes about just this whole section with uh, just Sophia is I just love the look on Murph's face while he watches his wife role play. It's just Wait. absolute joy and admir- admiration. They're yeah, married. They're married. <laughs> yeah, they're married. Did I not tell you this no! last time? I mean, last season. Emily and Murph are married. Yeah, Emily and Murph are married. They have a TV show together. It's on Netflix. That makes me Hot so date. Happy. Watch it now. Um, it's very shamelessly good. plugging for everybody. Shamelessly plugging, but yeah, they're married, dude. That is delightful. So cute. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, you two. Listen, 
Congratulations. I mean, I think they've been married for a bit, but sure. I'm late to the party. Congratulations. This is I'm, late to the party. <laughs> I'm bringing a wedding gift. But the look Mhm. But the look on Merv's face while he watches his wife role play is just very sweet and wholesome. Um it's I me. love it. I'm the wedding gift. I'm it's me. I'm the wedding gift. Mm. Um the and as so Brennan keeps having um you know, as Sophia continues to drink and drink, he keeps having uh, Emily roll constitution saving throws uh, to see how drunk she's getting, how well she's holding her liquor. Oh, she yeah. gets pretty, pretty, pretty blasted. Uh, she gets pretty drunk. And as she gets drunker, the men who, uh, you know, hit on her, who who were rude to her or whatever, who did the read my dick comment, uh, start to kind of morph. She starts seeing them differently. Uh, they become more, like, troll-like. Yeah. Uh, they're ten feet tall. They're, they don't quite look human anymore. And uh, they follow some girls who are in a bachelorette party. Wait. I outside. just want to say. Yeah, you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a bone to pick. <laughs> okay. She says she wants to take a shot. And he asks her, okay, what kind of shot do you want to take? And she goes, I want mm. the one that tastes like Christmas, the one that's cinnamon and fire. And I immediately yeah, was fireball. like, excuse me, fireball does not taste like Christmas. Why? Why? Hey. Does. Hey. Wh- hey. Why do you get to say what Christmas tastes like? Because it doesn't taste like fireball. <laughs> does it taste like death? Hey. hey Unless Christmas it's in cider. Taste- like whatever you want then it to it's taste different like. if it's in a cider hey maybe that's just pot, what christmas tastes like to sophia bikes these long islands see this is why i got the problem with the staten, She's from island. staten island you better get it right <laughs> staten island and the long islands this is my problem with all of them i'm gonna fight i'm an aries <laughs> and i'm from new jersey <laughs> i'm gonna fight them um but yeah, she's she's asking for fireball. I don't think Brennan gets that in the moment because he doesn't say that he pours a glass of fireball. He just says a Christmas shot. They and might I not be able wanna to know what that legally. Oh, that's true. Maybe it's a brand. That's true. You're... Well, they say Corona and Coronitas. I think they're fine. Oh, I don't know then. <laughs> yeah, I just think he maybe didn't pick up on that moment that that's what she meant, which is fine. It's a quick moment, like improv. Yeah. You your brain can only work so fucking fast. Um, no fireball. And not in this household. You don't like. What? Not in this household? No fireball for the you? The last time I did a fireball shot was at Mickey Spillane's, and they lost my friend's credit card. <laughs> that sounds like a dude I don't want to know. And the bouncer came in and was very, very nice, and he was like, I'm terribly sorry. We have made a mistake and gave your friend's credit card to a different table, and they've drunkenly started using it, so you should close <gasps> your credit card. Yeah. Um, but she immediately yeah. closed it. Um but so, uh, the guy came anyway. up, he was like, hey, I'm terribly sorry. And it was the bouncer who was apparently also the manager. Um, and he was like, I'm really sorry, ladies. Like, this is what we're going to do. Uh, so you guys are going to get some shots on the house. And we were like, hell yeah. And he rolls up with fireball shots. <laughs> we were like, what a choice. Oh, that, that's bold. <laughs> that's bold to what give someone... Who you a... just lost their credit card and made a mistake? You're giving us well, fireball. Why don't you just give us burnets give... too? Why don't you just give us uh, Everclear? <laughs> I know. What is it? Slippery nipple was the other one that was in the episode. Yeah, slippery nipple. Why don't you yeah. just give us uh, some pink panty shots? If you, if you were that man and you were giving me a shot, what shot would you give me as a stranger? 
looking at me. If I was I... if I was that, I would just be like, "Hey, what type of what do you want? What type of alcohol? Um, not yeah. even and what just do bring you like want? yeah, because then they'll be like, oh, yeah. like give us Grey Goose or something. It's like, hey, what yeah, type yeah, yeah. of alcohol you want? And then it's like, what have you been drinking? Yeah. It's like, would be probably a good or question. like most normal people, they would just be like, "Hey, here's some tequila shots on the house." Yeah, everybody. That's what I was thinking too. Like, why not do just tequila? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was my anyway. Fun. Anyway, uh, Staten Island, you're wrong. <laughs> Fireball does not taste like Christmas. Anyway, we were alone. <laughs> anyway, um, these guys are being skeevy to the bachelorette party. And there's another wonderful line from Sophie. So she follows these guys and who followed these girls outside. The girls go outside to smoke. We get another wonderful, very specific uh, uh, description from Brendan of those girls in a very cute outfit that are dressed uh, way too cold. Like they're freezing cold in like a tiny little dress. And looking. it's very much for the aesthetics, uh, sharing a cigarette between themselves. Relatable. Um very not relatable i've never done that i was always wearing a jacket um i don't care (laughs) but i've seen it i've seen it done um uh so they're doing that and the guys come out and uh the guys are bumming uh who look like trolls to sophie are bumming a cigarette from these girls and one of them goes to touch one of the other girls lower back and she says that's not a place that we touch a woman <laughs> and i'm just like that's not a place where we touch a woman that's not a pl-. and i was like yes exactly that's not you don't need it if you're walking by me in a small space you don't have to touch my waist nasty you really don't fucking hate men you really don't you really don't <laughs> um, unless it's consensual then, they- then it's different yeah very different yeah. you're a stranger you don't have to touch my back yeah no 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 um especially <laughs> no, my no, lower no, back no 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 men no. don't touch each other like that i men don't do that i'm gonna start doing that to everyone <laughs> i'm gonna yeah, start, doing, start that. doing it to men dude oh my god that'd be so funny I'll be like, excuse me um, hey sorry and you just grab their waist yes <laughs> i'm gonna start incredible <laughs> please do i think it's amazing um and they start fighting uh, Sophie yeah. gets in a little fight. Sophia gets a nat one and gets clocked by this troll. Just yeah, absolutely clocked. Um, but then she she rolls pretty good and uh, gets stilettos, takes her shoes off her stilettos, and just gouges his eyes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know. She's not afraid to fight. <laughs> because the thing about Sophie, Sophia is that she is a monk. Which you haven't seen yet. No, I haven't. I haven't seen that class at all. What the? What do? How do? So how do? So monks are yes. So you know, there's fighters and then there's monks and uh, just different um, abilities, different things that they can do. The fun thing about monks is that they have uh, these things called key points. So monks can are very dexterous fighters. They're not usually like heavily weighed in strength, but more towards you know like dexterity and things like that um and uh they can use their key uh which they have one of each level that they are so she would have three key points at this moment um they can use those to do different things depending on their subclass um some of those things uh, just in general for monks are like you can catch an arrow you can catch something that's being thrown at you uh as a reaction uh, and throw it back you can deflect missiles that's cool um very cool you can do extra attacks so Flurry of blows. She can do additional attacks on her turn. Sick. Um, you can have patient defense, where you're basically 
you have advantage against folks who are trying to attack you, they have dis disadvantage against you when you do something like that because you're ready for them. So think of, you know, think of a monk. Think of a karate-style fighter. Think of, you know, things like Shaolin that. Shaolin Showdown. Um, yeah, it's very, very cool. Um, and Sophie's amazing. So uh, so we got a little monk from yeah. Sophie. Uh, she does... She does end up passing out in some garbage, though. Using using the trash bag as a as a little blanket. It's fine. She's yeah. gonna take a nap. It's fine. With no shoes. No shoes. She's just gonna take a nap. No shoes. Okay. She's gonna be fine. So we go over to Cobble Hill after this. There's a lot in Brooklyn. There's a lot going on in Brooklyn. Yes. Um, I'm glad you paid attention to where things were. Yes, I wrote I them did. down because I I figured like. Since you said this was going to take place in New York City, I was like, oh, this is going to go everywhere, isn't it? And sure enough, the minute they said Greenpoint at the beginning where Pete is, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, we're starting out in Brooklyn. Jesus Christ, I'm going to write down these locations. <laughs> Yay, I love it. Brooklyn is huge, guys. If you've never been to the city, uh, please know that the city is like Manhattan is only 18 miles of an island, but the other boroughs are huge yeah if you want like a good idea of how fucking big you know the uh, like new york city is try going from washington heights on the train to jfk airport oh my god <laughs> take Just, a take a three hour train <laughs> to go from washington heights to coney island takes two hours it's so long yeah um yeah so and that's just on the train that's not walking from your apartment or walking to okay. wherever that's just that's on the just train the is two hours solid so know that it's yep. huge everything is big it's big everything is so much bigger than you'd ever expect so these neighborhoods are a lot yeah. so we're in cobble hill um mm -hmm. and right off the gate there's a fire in an apartment where we get to meet ricky matsui our firefighting slightly short king he's 58 so yeah. like i wouldn't five, eight. call him he's short an average king. king yeah he's an average king At only average in height though yes. otherwise he's fucking built like a truck um he's so he's so strong um he's a paladin he's a, a oath of devotion paladin um and his his paladins and clerics there's a lot of different uh uh, there's a lot of different classes that get their magic from deities or patrons, uh, some of which being paladins and clerics. Uh, but both of the, both the cleric and the paladin in this particular uh, story and campaign aren't getting their powers from a god. They're getting their powers from the magic of New York City, which is very, very cool. So his Magical, uh, magic, baby. yeah, his magic comes from his devotion to his civic duty as a firefighter. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, um, he's also in the fireman's calendar as Mr. March. Mr. March! Which we all find out um, because he saves a little girl with her teddy bear. Um, and she, she uh, she's put in the hands of her grandmother and her grandmother immediately goes, wait, I recognize you. You're Mr. March. You're Mr. March. Yep, he's a hottie with a body. He's a hottie you know? with a body. Um, I'm going to say something that you might dispute or you might really enjoy. Okay. Ricky Matsui is a himbo. No, Ricky Matsui is a himbo. Okay, I'm glad Support. you Support. Ricky Matsui is a himbo. I simp for Ricky Matsui. 
the love that I have for Riki Matsui is absolutely astronomical. It's insane. And I, uh, not uh, kind of recently, saw on TikTok uh, someone talking about himbos and why women are attracted to himbos. And I thought it was so fucking apt. It's because a himbo is a person in, in their, like, DNA is a person who, while being strong and while being, you know, uh, uh, you know, physically able and like adept isn't a person who's ever going to use that against you it is like the epitome of a man who you can feel safe around who is still masculine and things like that but isn't someone who you're afraid of there's a, they're not going to use that against you and i just i love that so much there's a lot to say philosophically about yeah. the fact like himbos and bimbos like are seen it's a lot of times in our society um, Mm -hmm. that uh, people who are dumb a lot of times are equated with also being nice. And it's very interesting uh, for something like that when it comes to, because like when you think of himbos, you think of Chris Hemsworth in Ghostbusters. Um, Yes. You think of a couple other, uh, Chris Hemsworth is Thor. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> Chris Hemsworth in any role, apparently. Basically, um, Chris Hemsworth. And you also think of Ricky Matsui now. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's very interesting because it also um, it comes with intelligence. Like, a lot of evil villains are highly intelligent and come off as very arrogant. Or um, There's a lot that can be said. And, and there's also an interesting, like, uh, there's, a, there's an interesting thought process behind what intelligence is yes because looking at ricky matsui and looking at like okay if we look at a character sheet i'm sure ricky matsui's character sheet his intelligence is probably his lowest stat that makes sense uh for how he's portrayed by zach and that makes sense for him as a character but that also doesn't mean that ricky's not smart exactly yeah same with gorgug gorgug's lowest stat i believe is uh intelligence he's also you could also say gorgug is a himbo zach loves playing himbos um (laughs) and i love all of zach's characters so um but uh they're gentle giants. so you could say both they're gentle giants and but gorgug also isn't stupid gorgug put together calvaxis he's the one who made that connection that kvx was was calvaxis that those things were connected the bank so um, so I think that there's just an also under, an interesting understanding of what we think intelligence means and what we think makes a person smart and things like that. Yes. Um, but Ricky Matsui is a soft boy and I love him. So I just want it, to, it's a little derailing, um, but it's very, um, in, uh, in Taoism, uh, it's very interesting. So I, my favorite book is called the Tao of Pooh, and it is about Winnie the Pooh. Um, uh, I've heard of this, but I haven't read it. Uh, they use Winnie the Pooh as a very good example of Taoist teachings, um, mm-hmm. and how like um, being in the present a lot of times and like letting things be as they are um, can be seen as very empty-headed or stupid. And mm. that's not necessarily true in, like, how it shows a yeah. lot of, like, um, beating up against um, Eastern and Western uh, thinking. It's it's very interesting. Yeah. You should read that book. It's a very good book. 
because uh, it's got a yeah, lot of be- Winnie the Pooh stories also in it. It's very cute. Yeah, because there's also the it's the dichotomy, and this is especially prevalent in D and D of intelligence versus wisdom. Yes, and what those things are between each other. Yes. Yeah, Ricky Matsui and Gorgug don't have high intelligence, um, but that doesn't mean they don't have high wisdom. Yes, and I, uh, exactly what you said. Someone who's in the present, you know, who's who's actively in the moment, which is very much what a firefighter, what Ricky Matsui needs to be doing, living in the present moment, being able to anticipate the things that are happening because you're aware of everything happening right there in the moment um, with him and that stairwell and the fire and like all that stuff uh, is wise. It's being wise, but someone who's planning, someone who's, you know, leaning toward the evil sort of, uh, you know, debate or or whatnot uh, discussion, I guess, um, is someone who's planning for the future and using, you know, looking always looking forward maybe not even in the moment not being here in the moment yeah. at all clever um, does not always mean smart doesn't always mean kind either yeah, yeah. Uh, very interesting so ricky love we love ricky ricky's a good boy we love ricky. Um, he's he's fully aware of his magic um so yeah. he's the first he's, character yeah. we're introduced to that is fully aware of everything that is going on um and he goes to the clinton hill chantry um, mm-hmm. where we meet... He gets a text from Esther. Yes, we meet Esther and uh, Frank the Knocker. And Frank wants a chicken parm. And all I want in this life right now is for Frank to get a chicken parm. Frank yeah, can't go anywhere. give that door knocker a sandwich. He can't, he go, can't anywhere. go anywhere. Wait, how does Probably he... doesn't have... How does he know? I want that backstory. How does he know the, the place? Because he, he names a specific place to Ricky of like, yeah, it's somewhere on the corner somewhere of one of the cross streets. Like, he gives the cross streets in there, and he's like, yeah, they got a good chicken parm. How do you know, Frank? How do you know? I don't know. I want to know. know. Brennan? Tell me. Brennan? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Ricky gets a text from Esther saying that because of SantaCon... They need him to come to the chantry. Yes. We get some some backstory on Ricky. Yes, he saved some wizards like Esther. Esther is a wizard. Yes, um, saved some of them from a fire, which then awoken his questing blade that he carries, which is his axe, his fireman's axe. Okay. Um. So that which called him to to the unsleeping city, which called him to the magic world of New York. So there is my question. The first yeah. question of the series is what we're an hour are in. Pete's and Sophia's questing blades? Not everybody has a questing blade. So oh, okay. so Ricky's Ricky has a questing blade because he's uh, a paladin, I think. Okay. I think that's why he has that. Okay. Then I will be interested to see as to how they explain why Sophia and Pete's have suddenly enacted now. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that um, Pete... Pete is a sorcerer. Yeah. So innately born with magic. Um, that's just, you know, from the class. Yeah. And then also Pete accepted something. Yeah. With the bed bracelet. So there's something there. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, monks, while having key is maybe slightly magical, um, Sophia, as far as we know, doesn't have magic right now and is just... As an ins- and is instead becoming aware of the magical world yes. for some reason. Yes. So that's what I'll say about those yes. guys. But yeah, Ricky has his questing blade, which is his axe. Yes. Uh, it took the form of an axe for him when he saved the wizards. And now 
is inducted into the Unsleeping City, and Esther has called upon him to help with SantaCon, because as we find out, SantaCon isn't actually, in this world, what we are used to SantaCon being, which is just a bunch of drunkards yes. uh, acting stupid. Um, it's actually because Santa clones Santa... himself. Santa clones himself, Santa. and uh, that's how he goes around the world, is he creates millions of clones for himself, and SantaCon is the only night where he just lets them loose on the city well, for some reason. It's actually, so he, he creates millions and millions of clones, and all of the ones for SantaCon are the ones that are failed. They're the not good clones. So they're all the ones that are kind of fucked up. I'm Get sorry. Sent I just got to a, SantaCon. I just got a text message from Lillian. Uh-huh. So you know how Supernatural is ending tonight? Yeah. Oh, it's ending tonight. It's oh, ending shit. tonight. What did they do? Apparently the car went to heaven. But not Castiel. <laughs> but not Castiel. She so Castiel put, hasn't come put, back as a female blonde woman? She put... But I can't believe the car got to go to heaven, but not the gay angel. <laughs> I I haven't Man. read all of her. She sent me a bunch of messages, so that might be like something going on. Of like, it might be a joke, but God, I hope it's not. That's, God, that's I hope incredible. It's not. <laughs> that's an incredible. Tro- that makes no. That's not surprising to me at all. With everything going on with that show, I wouldn't be surprised. No, that that makes total sense. That's on trend. Um, anyway. So, yeah, Santa clones himself. Uh, so, uh, just, you know, again, the purge. <laughs> yeah. And so it's all of his failed clones out to party for a night, and they, they basically have to make sure that they don't really harm anybody um, and that they all get destroyed, basically. Yes. They just need to be uh, destroyed. Yes. Um, so she, she asks ricky to do that she also explains um the umbrella umbrella. yeah yeah which is so it's um the spectral force that keeps new yorkers from seeing magic exactly so when (laughs) yeah that's exactly it so when um a great example is when sophie's in the bar and she starts seeing the trolls for what they are brennan also describes them having like something rising off of them like steam on a on concrete and that's the umbrella arcana so any of those moments and it happens later with kingston with the door anything that's like hiding the magic and you can kind of start seeing the residue of it that's the umbrella arcana that's what's masking the magic to the folks who aren't in the unsleeping city to the normies basically yeah dude it's uh, non magic it's like almost harry potter rules but like better i think yeah Cause like it's yeah, actually okay. using magic, cause that was that was a big thing about like, um, uh, the Harry Potter world. It was like, well, why can't you just use magic to make the Muggles not see the magic? I mean, they did a bit. Um, like there are spells that specifically ward off Muggles. There are spells that specifically hide things. Yeah, but I mean, from like Muggles that make things like, look different to but this I, extent. Yeah, the thing that's different about what Brennan does, and I've heard him say it before in, in different ways, uh, in you know different things in the past. Uh, the issue with the issue with Harry Potter is that the rules are all over the place. Yes, they're all so, crazy. Time yeah, travel. so instead, <laughs> exactly. So instead, what we're not going to go there. Um, so instead, what Brennan does is that he makes sure to have rules that make sense 
100% completely and cover basically everything. So uh, that's what we kind of get explained with the Umbrella Arcana. Yes. Things like that. Yes. It's very nice. Um, so Ricky stumbles upon uh, the Santa surrounding Pete because um, he's like yes, checking everything he finds out. Pete. And Pete has now been bitten and is turning into the peppermint butler from Adventure Time is what I wrote down. <laughs> is all of a sudden pete starts feeling his bones turn sugary and like he feels minty and like a he tooth. loses a tooth yeah he loses a tooth and a peppermint one pu- pushes up so he's turning yeah, so into a some... candy man you yeah know? he's got some sort of bad magic that's going on right now so ricky's got to get him to somebody who can do magical healing yeah we zoom off to meet somebody else yes. who is our cleric for the season, uh, and it's Kingston Brown from Uptown. He's Kingston, uh, Brown, Kingston Brown, Uptown, is and a gen- He's a gentleman uh, who is in his 50s. Um, he lives in a building with his family. He um, lives with his he's mom! A- well, he lives in a building, so yeah, his, his place is the top apartment. Or the third apartment. Yeah. I don't know how high the building it's, it's is. It's a brownstone, second, most likely, if it's in yeah. Harlem. Yeah. His mom lives on the second floor. His parents live on the second floor. Uh, she bakes. She makes him some breakfast, yeah. makes sure that he is fed, sends him off with a Tupperware. It's great. And then his, and then his cousin yeah. and his family lives on the first floor. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Kingston's just a chill dude who wants to... He's like I said, the the paladin and the cleric for this season, Ricky and Kingston, uh, they get their magic not from a god or specific deity, but from the city itself. So Kingston uh, is a city domain cleric. He gets his magic from the city, and in turn, the city takes care of him. So he's able to walk out into traffic and not get hit by, by any cars. The he is you know the bus goes where he needs it to go in New York City. He's a New Yorker born and bred. He's a um, New Yorker boy. He lives with his he mom. He knows everybody's names. <laughs> he works, it's amazing. He works at the St. Owens Clinic as a nurse. Um, yes. And his mother likes to slip food into his coat. I love her. Yeah, I said Brennan, <laughs> Brennan is the cutest old lady. <laughs> Brennan is the cutest old lady. <laughs> the voices? Hey, A++ oh. already. Off the bat, the differentiation in voices is, is stellar. You can right tell here. he's... Yeah, and and the the nice thing about Brennan playing Kingston's mom in that moment is that it's very familial. Like he yes. takes the cues off off what Lou does. Like he sounds like his mom. Yeah. They sound they're like familial. Yeah. Um, and you can also I feel like I can just tell that Brennan's very comfortable as he should be and as he would be in this setting. Yeah. He's very comfortable doing the voices of people who live in New York. It makes very it makes a lot of sense. So we go to St. Owens, which. Mm-hmm. Judging by the map location, it was definitely in East Harlem, because um, mm-hmm. it moved over east. Yeah, the map is so beautiful, too. The map's really cool. It's very, very cool. Um, and he works with Ricky's sister, Emiko. Yeah, Emiko. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, and he doesn't seem to have any magic. No, she doesn't seem to have any magic, because um, Ricky and Pete come in uh, later. First. Yeah, we got to talk about the butt stuff. Oh, I know we're going to have to talk about the butt stuff. I just wanted to finish that thought first. For sure, for sure. I just wanted to finish that thought first, and then we can talk about the butt stuff. Okay, Heidi, let's talk about the butt stuff. 
So when Kingston comes in to, to work that day, he, he talks with Emiko, and Emiko uh, mentions that they have a returned customer of sorts, a returned patient, a uh, guy who's come in quite a few times, Lowell, I think four times, um, because he is a finder of interesting artifacts in the subway systems and wherever else around New York, who tends to put them up his butt, and then they get stuck who knows how many things he's actually put up his butt, but things that have gotten stuck in his butt have been four so far. Yes. Um, and look, guys, <laughs> so, they say this in the episode, too. It's like, hey, man, you can get freaky. You can be freaky. Just, like, don't, like, do it safely. You don't want to hurt? Yeah, it's safety. Uh, I love, I wrote down the quote exactly. He says, ain't nothing wrong with being a freak. Yeah. No, right. ain't nothing wrong and with being a freak. Just do it safely. Do it so that you can safely. get it out of your butt. <laughs> yeah, you want to be you want to be safe for yourself and your partner. Like, it goes both ways. Like, you got to also take care of yourself, man. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, he currently has a bronze statue uh, stuck up, up his, his butt. butt. Yep, so... Um, that some, can't some... be comfortable. No, There's it's got to be really uncomfortable. On a statue, yeah. no really? matter what it looks like. Unless it's How a butt your... plug statue. Yeah. It's bad. Um, it's bad. Yeah. Um, but he gives some encouraging words and then uh, takes care of that gentleman. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Ricky and Pete come in. Yeah, and they go into this little uh, this little room, and that's how we find out Emiko uh, doesn't really seem to have magic. Um, she, she doesn't see the doorway. Yes. Um, so... Uh, Kingston and Pete go into this room, um, and, uh, apparently, uh, Kingston wears a subway token around his neck, and apparently that is a magical thing that he has going on, um, and he's got a bunch of stuff, like, in that room that is for magical, uh, maladies, um, and he realizes that it's an arcane virus, which kind of sounded a little too relevant to today. <laughs> it was a little yeah, bit like, oh. It's very true. Oh, a, vi- a virus that's that's very... This happened before, though. All of this was in the before time. Oh, yeah. There's another thing that also was a little too relevant. I forget. It's somewhere down oh. from me. Okay. Um, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll be there somewhere. Um, but so, um, Kingston finds out he knows Lugosh. Um which I'm like, good. He knows everybody. Yeah, we love the mob doc. Everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. loves the mob doc, and we love Kingston. Um, yeah. Uh, Pete doesn't give his actual name. He goes by Jeffrey. Um, which, yeah. Why? Um, uh, and then has some weird shit going on again. Yeah. Has some weird magic, some glowy shit. And specifically between him and Kingston yeah. as well. There seems to be something about their magic. Some glowy shit. I don't understand Some it. glowy shit? I don't understand Yeah? It. Are they soulmates? I hope so. <laughs> is that what it is? Interesting. I'm not going to say anything. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's something that... Are they it's something them? that Kingston... <laughs> is, it's something that Kingston can't quite understand. So that's when they decide to go visit somewhere else. Yes. Right? It's the moment? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but first we go into the subway tunnel. But first, we go to the subway tunnels, where we meet Wally, oh the MTA God. worker. Brennan, these voices. Wally's a sweet boy as well. Oh, uh, Wally's, Wally's a got sweet a one. voice. 
Wally's got a voice. Um, Wally is telling the other MTA workers who are just, you know, he's pickaxing away. He's seen the Rat King. He's, he's seen, seen a big rat, 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 rat Jesus, he's seen as rat he says. Jesus. He smiled, and the Rat Jesus smiled at Wally. Um, and then we meet Cugrash. Yeah, we meet Cugrash, uh, which Cug. Murph describes as a fucked up master splinter. And I added to that description of, it's the opposite of sexy rat. It's the opposite of sexy rat. He's the You're opposite right. of sexy rat. Yeah, he's the opposite of sexy rat. And then also Murph calls himself the dumpster druid, and I think that is the most yeah. amazing title. I would love to have that title once in my life. I would love to be called a dumpster druid. Thank you very much. He he seems to be a two. He's a not a normal sized rat. He's about two feet tall. He's like a rat man. Yeah. Um. He takes care of the homeless people. Yeah. Uh, of New he's York City, he makes sure to be taking care. Community outreach. Um. And he's also buddies with Santa. Yeah, they're friends. And he hasn't he hasn't heard from Santa today, so he's a little worried because it's Santa Con. So like. This is when he would hear from Santa. Yeah, Santa usually leaves him, like, some stuff to give to the homeless folks. Um, and that hasn't happened. So, uh, so we gotta find Santa. Yeah. And while he's searching around... He finds Hugrash Sophia! Finds Sophia! Um, and Sophia had mentioned earlier that she, when she was drunk, thought that she spoke with a rat. You know, when you're so, drinking, sometimes you just, you think... You think certain Shit. things, and so she, it's, you gaps in your it's memory. Not the f- <laughs> exactly. It's not the first time that she's met Cugrash, although she didn't really fully remember. Um, so they meet again. He he makes some little plastic and rubber band shoes for her now that her heels are gone from her fight. Um, He's a good guy. He made his shoes. He made his shoes. Uh, and he gets her out of the trash, and she wakes up. She's quite hungover, but much more sober. Uh, not for long though, because she gets some Mike Mike's hards from the bar. Gets she a gets a bucket. bucket. Because <laughs> uh, we find out that through some uh, cockroaches uh, that speak to yeah. Cugrash, that Santa is like some shit just went down at the park uh, down at Central Park. Um, they saw, to uh, which they would not describe correctly, uh, reindeer. <laughs> um, they refused to accept that name they just kept going yeah it's those those weird looking deer with tumors those weird looking things yes. with, with tumors here on our heads um but so santa might be dead so we're gonna go check that out so of course what does and sophia do she goes and gets more alcohol yeah and she also just goes like well adulthood is weird enough already why not let this happen yeah i guess i'm going with John like a four quote. foot tall rat why not Two feet tall. Oh, sorry. Two He's feet a small tall. boy. Oh, sorry. She goes with this with this little rat man, and with they go the to Central king. Park to check out with the short king himself. This the is the short king. The true short king. This is the short king. Yes. Uh, and they go to Central Park. Yes. They go specifically near Belvedere Castle. Yes. Because they find Fancy. out through uh through the uh the uh, hot dog guy. That um yes. something went down there, um that there was some mm-hmm. kind of fight, and they find out from a little bit more from the squirrels, um, that there was some crazy stuff going on, 
And also squirrels are kleptos, which we're not surprised because squirrels are kleptos. Yeah, we knew this already. We knew this. That tracks. Also, of course Um, the squirrels have an attitude. What would you expect? The squirrels always have an attitude. Squirrels are dicks, man. They're dicks. Oh my god. They look at you and, like, they look at you first. They first look at you, like, really sweet because they think you have food, but then when you don't Mm -hmm. have food, they just immediately tell you to fuck off in their own little, like, snooty way. way. Yeah, their own little squirrely way. Uh, there's a there's an episode of Rick and Morty where Morty uh, he he gains the ability to hear animals uh, to understand them speaking and uh, there's an interaction between him and some some squirrels they're in a tree and he's just looking up at them as they're speaking to one another and they're talking about world domination and so he like starts to try and get away from them and they all notice and they're pure dicks so it's a it's exactly that squirrels regardless of uh you know universe are assholes (laughs) squirrels are dicks squirrels are dicks (laughs) anyway we find out um that there is okay first off we find out there's a sixth burrow um which i didn't know about (laughs) did you know about that i don't know about that um but there's a sixth burrow and apparently the pixies live there and they apparently have mugged Santa because there's a glyph that is carved into the sled that is very obviously pixie, but uh, Kagrash can't read it necessarily. There's like pixie, there's pixie magic. Yeah. There's like remnants of pixie magic. Yes. Around the sled. So he doesn't really know how to read it. So he's like, oh, but I know who can. And that's where we meet our queen broadway legend our broadway <laughs> legend misty moore oh misty moore. this entire part just immediately threw me into way back when when you know the pandemic wasn't happening yeah because we both worked in theater did you uh, know? That's how we met one another. Did you know? Did you know? Did you guys know? Just in case you didn't know. Hey, we worked in theater. We both worked in theater. Did you know? That's where we met. Now uh, you know. We worked off-Broadway. Um, the more you yeah. know. So, do-do-do-do. So, we are very accustomed to women like Misty Moore. Oh, my God. Um, like, so... We know those Misty Moores. It's played by, um, <laughs> Sh- Siobhan plays Misty Moore, um, who is yes. starring in Midsummer Nights, the musical adaptation of a Midsummer's, a Midsummer Night's Dream. Why did I just forget the time? It's because it's one, once again, it's just a, a list of words as a title. I, but Shakespeare... Real kung fu, <laughs> little steam bun. Yes, ramen. real kung fu, uh, little steam bun ramen. Little pork. Wait, they're getting so much promo. Yes, little steam bun this, ramen. Uh, we love them. They're sponsoring. <laughs> they're not sponsoring us. No, they're not sponsoring. I us. hope they're open. Um, I hope they're okay during all this. I'm scared to find out know. that more and more places are permanently closing around that area. I'm scared. Very, very much a bummer. Anyway, um, um, she's got, uh, she's tiny. She's very tiny. She's, she's underneath four eleven. Yeah, five, yeah. She's like five one in heels. <laughs> yeah. Um. Which, uh, fun fact, Kelly O'Hara is very, very tiny as a person. Um. I met her. A lot of those Broadway ladies are. Oh my yeah. god, she was wearing the best heels, and I lost like that was the only thing i said to her i was like i love your shoes (laughs) yeah not anything of like oh i love your work or like anything just i 
can't get over your shoes. <laughs> this is like, this is a story that's kind of the opposite, but I have to tell you this in this moment because okay. I'll never forget that this happened. Okay. Uh, when uh, Amelia Clark was in horrible play, but it was Amelia Clark, so uh, she was, uh, what the fuck? She was at Breakfast at Tiffany's, the play uh, on Broadway. Um, and I went to go see the show. Breakfast at Tiffany's play on Broadway? Uh, but I saw that play, and then afterwards, it was when I was still in college, so still, so the, this whole Misty Moore thing is very, uh, hits close to home, the stage door moment, because I have been, I have been that young girl. That stage you know, door moment, oh my god. Asking those thirsty questions uh, to the actors, but when I met Amelia Clark, you know what she said to me? What did she say to you? She said, she said, I love your perfume. She smelled me. <laughs> That's what you want in this life. You want a celebrity to walk up to you and smell you. I, well, we took a picture. so much better than I could ever fucking imagine in this life. I took a picture with her, so we're standing, like, next to each other. And she, like, looks at me and she's like, I love your perfume. I was like, oh my god. Thank you. Do you want it? (laughs) Do you you want want it? it? I'll rub it off my skin for you. Um, (laughs) But that's my story. Uh, But I was those thirsty, one of those thirsty youngins at the stage door, which we see Misty encountering. She's in previews for her show, Midsummer Nights. Yes. um, Where she is the lead. She plays Titania, queen of the fairies. Um, And there's a a hilarious interaction. I love the thing where she, the person says, I want to move to New York. Do you think it's a bad idea? Uh, This little brace-faced, lisping Rebecca um, from middle America. Um, And uh, and Misty says, of course, of course you should move to New York. But you know, some people should really leave. (laughs) It's the perfect answer. It's the perfect answer. It's just like, because she also says, You'll never know until you get here, darling. And it's like, You'll yeah, that's Everyone exactly it. Everyone should come to New York, but some people should really leave. And that's, hey, guys, if you're ever thinking about moving to New York or moving anywhere. Just do it. You, just well, wait, 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 Preface this. Okay. Before you move anywhere, you should take a trip there. Yes. Take a week-long trip. Don't do any of the touristy things. Just live there for a week just use that vacation to just explore yeah because it's like agree get a feel yeah because like you don't want to spend do an airbnb you do don't see in a hotel stay like that much money yeah to come here and immediately hate it like Like, you're talking to me i moved back and forth to new york to new york so many times (laughs) yes (laughs) ma'am But so also, at me but like also, that. but also, you caught the disease of loving New York. So, you caught the disease of love hating New York. I did. I did. Yeah, I did. you're in the toxic relationship with all of us, baby. <laughs> I <laughs> left that relationship now, ma'am. Um, Have you though? I because it. I feel like in five years you're gonna be like, I'm moving back to New York. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I'm gonna open my arms and go welcome. And then throw a bag of hot garbage at you. Yeah. I mean, like, here's your honorary trash. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Anyway, Uh, this stage door... What are you saying? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. This uh, this stage door interaction is entirely very, very true. um, Of just, like... 
just you know it's it's good to get excited honestly like don't ever feel cringy if you get excited at stage door it is that's the actors do want to see that they they appreciate it yeah they and anyone who acts like a like a dick about it is a dick yeah like but also is it worth your admiration sometimes people are tired so like know if they're a little off like it could be just that the thing about stage door is that it's not, um, the thing about stage door is, is that when you buy a ticket to a Broadway show or to any show, any theater experience or anything like that, your ticket price doesn't include a, uh, stage door conversation. Yeah, there's no that meet is not, and greet included. No, <laughs> that is not what a stage door is. You don't not, you, you don't not, you do not have... <laughs> You do not have the right to a stage door because you saw a show. Uh, yeah, that's literally just the is, exit. They're just trying to go home. They're just trying to go home. So stage door is a benefit. It's an added gift. It is a, it is a privilege, not a right. Yes. Um, so to ever encounter anyone that you admire at a stage door is a gift. Um, and it's it's not it's not a right. And, yeah. you know, folks don't do it all the time, and that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but this is a very real encounter. I've been, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been that girl. So here's my um, thing. Mm-hmm. She's getting high off of their energy, isn't she? Yeah, she is. She's immediately, because all of a sudden what's happening is that there are these wisps of, of light that suddenly are coming out of these children as their excitement grows. And she inhales all of them into her nose and she's just feeling great and i'm like oh my god she's literally getting high off of their energy she's literally getting high there is uh there is specifically one thing that i it might be too much i'm just gonna say it um i don't think it's a i don't think it's like a spoiler you're gonna find out about it in like am i getting a treat think of tinkerbell dying yeah and what did we do for tinkerbell to save her clap i haven't watched peter pan in like decades but you know what i'm talking about right i think so like I when, Tinker, when tinkerbell's fading peter what do we peter what do pan we, was not my favorite i don't i'm not asking you your opinion on peter pan no i I'm mean so- I, there's a reason why i don't necessarily remember all of this i remember we had okay. to do something to because this is what happened was, you need to believe <laughs> Yeah, you have to believe in fairies, and a lot of the time that ends up being clapping and applauding and saying, like, you know, admiration. See, my brain went to uh, the Monsters, Inc. thing, where it's like, oh, the laughter. Sure, the, was, the laughter feeds it. Yeah. Yeah. Was higher energy. That's very similar. Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, but yeah, she has an addiction to I just to would differentiate energy. it. <laughs> I would differentiate it in that it's Pete and Sophie deal with addiction. I wouldn't classify Misty as that. That's fair. I mean, I guess you could, but I, that, I personally don't quite. Uh, but you'll learn more about it as we go on. That's fair. Um, but yeah, she's, she seems to be feeding off of the, the energy somehow. And it makes sense because she is a College of Lore bard. She's our bard this season. She's the bard. So. Yeah, of course she is. She's bard. a musical theater bitch. We love her. Yeah, she's a bard. Yes. We stan. <laughs> also, <laughs> we do stan. Uh, we're introduced to her assistant Alyssa and her pianist Benjamin. And Benjamin is such a mood. It's Benjamin. We all know. If you live in New York, you know Benjamin. Oh my god. He was just like, really? Can we just fucking leave, please? Can we just... Yeah. Really? You're gonna... 
You're going to do all this. Yeah, okay. Can we go? Rebecca, you don't know how to spell Rebecca? Yeah. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck <laughs> up, bitch. Your, your fucking performative bullshit doesn't work on me. I'm going to call your ass out. Anyway, yes. she's got a pet house in Central Park South. Oh, my God. Look at of her. course. Of course she does. I did find one on Street Easy that sounded too good to be true, and then I realized there was no kitchen. Like, literally no kitchen. It looked like it used to be a hallway to the other oh. apartments that had been cut up and turned into a studio apartment. I think I would still live there. Oh, I really thought about it because the windows were <laughs> facing Central Park. Oh my god. So it was like, oh shit. And it was like 1800 a, a month. Get a hot plate? Whatever. It was just 1800 a month because it was during pandemic. But it, had a, but it had a bathroom? That's what I can't remember. It might not have also had a bathroom. That's why it was like that would it's be the issue. literally like a weird hallway. Just a that just someone a had tried to weird. turn into an a, apartment. Guys, if you ever get New bored, York. look at Street Easy and just look at the ridiculous um, listings of uh, apartments, quote yeah. unquote apartments that people in New York City try to sell you. It's insane. Yep. Um, it's insane. But so she's got this penthouse. It's gorgeous. Oh my. God. God. So Beautiful. I already I already know. I'm already predicting. So the show is about the Fae. And we have already yeah, been it's we have already been introduced that the Pixies, who are part of the Fae, have potentially fucked up Santa. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm assuming um Misty is part of the Fae as well. Mm-hmm. Um so I already predict something is going to happen to the show sure whether it be makes sense opening night or like yeah something will happen opening night sure already making a prediction i love it i love it i see themes <laughs> yes there's breadcrumbs there's oh man Rewatching it now i really caught this yeah, I really may have stuff. to rewatch this episode because there was so much information thrown at me for this that yeah, it was like a lot goes on. There's so many characters. Um, yes, but so yeah. she says something about like um, when she's talking to the reporter, she talks about something like she hasn't done something in many many years, and like looks at her hand and like there's liver spots and stuff, there's age spots. She's very. She also says something about like how she's not she's not so young anymore. Yeah, I. She's going to do something. She has to do something in order to keep herself living. Like, I'm assuming either that's, like, at worst case scenario, sacrificing someone. Like, sacrificing a living being. Okay. Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to sacrifice Rebecca. Jeez. That little yes, girl. come to New York. I never New leave. York with stars in her eyes. And she's going to be immediately sacrificed. Murked by Misty Moore. Um, or I was thinking, like, maybe she can, like, not, like, switch bodies, but, like, something that, like, she, like, feeds off of energy, like, to a point of, like, craziness, where, like, it, like, starts regenerating her body. Um, Yeah, like Doctor Who. So I'm waiting to see, how dare you bring up Doctor Who in this time of our Lord 2020. Exactly what you were describing. I know, regeneration, I know. Um, but so, uh, 
Kagrash and uh, Sophia show up, um, and uh, they they want they want to know what the heck's on this uh, on this thing. They ask for yeah, um, ask for some help. But first things first, Sophia goes, "Oh my God, I know who you are. You were in Kinky Boots. I see more. You're I in Kinky Boots. I saw you in Kinky Boots. Those boots are who Kinky. Who the fuck did she play in Kinky yeah, Boots? Yeah, who the you know? fuck did she play in Kinky Boots? This is a very small, petite white woman, <laughs> older white woman. Yeah, who did she play in Kinky Boots? The Annalie Ashford part for sure. It has to be that. <laughs> oh, Just an old lady version of her. Oh my Oh. I never saw Kinky Boots, so I genuinely don't really know I too much. But I know that there's not an boots. old white Darius lady. would fight me because I haven't seen Kinky Boots. Um, yeah. Anyway, there's a magic mafia, and I'm here for it. I love magic mafias. Anything yeah. about, like... Pixie mafia. Ooh, anything about magic and mafias, I'm here for it. Magic and organized love crime, it. I'm here for it. Come on, dudes. What... What a combo. Uh, so we find out that hidden in the rune is an inferno rune in top of, like, underneath it. Um, which it's hiding it, yeah. Misty can't read, um, but she knows someone who can. So then everybody converges to the public yeah. library at Bryant Park, which, ooh, baby, we've spent a lot of time in there. Just pictured that yeah. immediately. It was like, wow, okay. I like it's weird, like hearing a series where you know exactly where they are. No, exactly. Like the lions, the front. Yeah, yeah. You can like perfectly picture. I can perfectly picture um, Winter Village up and running. The ice rink is going. Uh. Um, the giant tree is there. There's the place with the the marshmallow. Really big chunky marshmallows that you can get in the pierogies like there's all the little shops so during the winter um in bryant park they clear out bryant park and they put down an ice skating rink and they put up a bunch of little pop-up shops that people can rent out different uh businesses can rent out and they can have little stalls there and it's called winter village and and it happens every winter i don't know if it's going to happen this winter guys it probably probably won't They're so cute, and they also the the shops aren't just in Bryant Park. They're also in uh, is it Herald Square. The, there's another one somewhere else. Oh, as well. is it? Union Square. Ah. The, yeah, Union Square has them too because it, Union Square has that, that big far. Park. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been to that one, but it looks exactly the same. And I don't know if there's anywhere else. I know those two places for sure have them, but they have these little adorable pop up shops that yeah. uh, just have little fun things. Artists will have their artwork there, and yeah. It's yeah, it's delightful. a great place to go buy some gifts. So, like, we can picture it completely in our heads, and it's it's very, yeah. very cool to have something like that. Very vivid. Um, so they show up at the library, um, which, uh, again, Ricky is immediately recognized as Mr. March by Sophia. <laughs> um, and, Mr. March. Um, and Pete is coming down from his high, so it's, it's starting to freak him out a little bit. And, uh, mm-hmm. of course, to add to that... Uh, the lion statues in front of the New York Public Library start talking. Uh, as they do. <laughs> as they do. And we hear about the Gramercy Occult Society. This is like some Night at the Museum bullshit. This is <laughs> just wonderful. Um, so, kind of, yeah. So there's an underground library where we meet Alejandro, who is... Um, Alejandro. He's one of the heads of the Gramercy Occult Society. He- 
He is the head of the Gramercy Occult Society. He is the head. And we love him. He is the New York Arthur Eggfort already. I can already tell this is going to be not as chaotic. Definitely not as chaotic. It's like he's the Pisces and Arthur's the Aries. Yes, that's yes, that's very true. That's how we I also meet Alejandra's twin uh, granddaughters, yes. who, uh, or well, we don't technically meet them, but he's he gets a phone call from them uh, about some shit going down. They're beat up, they're injured. Yeah, they're beat some up. Some shit's going on like, in Times Square, so like immediately they start running over, um, and Times Square is empty, and that's what was too relevant was Times Square being empty. Oh, it was like yeah. oh, that's really like. Because it is scary to think of Times Square empty until this the only, year. Yeah, the only time I ever saw Times Square empty, the only times I ever saw Times Square empty uh, was twice. One uh, time where I woke up way too early to go rush a Broadway show. I can't remember which show now, um, but I did that a lot in college. Um, no, it wasn't. Okay. I, I, that It was when I was in college, okay. so maybe it was like Les Mis or something like that, you know. <laughs> a long time ago um uh the lame is revival to be honest i'm not that fucking old um because <laughs> i'm you know not, not she an had, ancient bitch not she had to differentiate <laughs> i i i had yes. to because i'm not She's that old of the original broadway cast of original Lame's. broadway cast um but uh but it was one of those times where i was rushing a show and uh we got like a donut and coffee from like a starbucks or something and then sat on those red steps for a minute and it was just completely empty it does feel eerie it's eerie it's very well back i'm sure it's really eerie now back then it felt really cool yes um because you know you never see it like that yeah and then the other time was when i uh took a red eye uh on new year's uh new year's eve so i flew new year's eve and got to new york new year's day and then uh, it was like seven in the morning um and i'm i'm taking a taxi from uh 34th street uh from madison square garden christ fastest and i went from 34th uh yeah there's nobody out there during that are you kidding me 7 a.m on new year's day only the actual joggers were out like there were some people who were like these are the people that jog every single day at seven in the morning like those are the real joggers uh those are the only people out it was like instead of tumbleweeds it's just like plastic cups (laughs) like rolling down the street and from the new um, year's event inflatable clappers that you can bang together fastest fastest cab ride of my whole goddamn life in new york i went from 34th to like 97th fastest cab ride of my fucking life it was amazing but those are the only times i've ever seen Times square uh completely empty yeah it's very strange Times square right now is it's it's getting more crowded um but they're about to shut down the city again so it's gonna be not crowded anymore um but when i first got back to the city it was it was weird it was it was it was empty and it's it's like it's cool at first until you remember where you are why yeah Yeah. and And it's like oh this isn't right um, but yeah, so they go to yeah. Times Square, it's empty, except for this giant ice chrysalis, you know, like you do, and there's some swarming SantaCon clones. So next time they're gonna fucking fight some SantaCon yeah. clones. Oh, I do want to say, um, yeah. before we end, um, the yeah. music for this, uh, series, this season, mm-hmm. A++, dude, I already love yeah. it so much, like, the music's the, real cool. 
Yeah, and the the dome effects. Yeah, uh, there's a hey guys, there's a few production? beautiful moments where ooh, there's a few beautiful moment where moments where Brennan uh you know speaks the beautiful transition and then does a cool snap, and we get we get a, a lovely transition. <laughs> oh, it's so nice. Somebody's you at love a it. light board. There's off to oh, the yeah. side. There's totally a booth. Little, there's a little, little video village booth. back there. Yep. We love a video mm-hmm. village. We're having a good time. Oh, is this what it's like to have money in the series? <laughs> Ooh, we suddenly have money. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Um, we have but next funding? time we're gonna get. But next time we're gonna get. Not that they didn't. They still had great production value yes. in the first season as well. But they got more. Um, like I said, it just goes higher and higher each time. Uh, I said it before. I say it again. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, next time we're going to get a fight with some Santa clones. You know, Was like there anything else, any other thoughts that you had about this, about this episode, about the first part of this new season? Any other feelings you got before we say goodbye? Start spreading the news. <laughs> I'm leaving today. <laughs> I want to be a part of it. The Unsleeping City. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us for this first episode of the new season. I want to uh, wake up in a city that never sleeps because it's unsleeping. For, yeah. <laughs> for the Unsleeping okay, City. The- <laughs> uh, hopefully we we have you guys with us next time. Uh, once again, this is the Expansion Pact. My name's Heidi. This little town blues. And that's Bridget. Ah, melting away. Bye. Bye. <laughs> New York, New York. <laughs> wow.